Hiya, I'm Mel. Welcome to the secret diary of a binge eater, an ex-binge eater, helping you transform your life beyond recovery. I'm a binge eating specialist, clinical rapid transformational therapist, the three principles, transformational coach, a human design generator, and a scientific manifester. I will help you understand the principles of our human experiences and the science behind manifestations to help you see the importance of releasing any blocks like your self-sabotaging behaviors, both consciously and subconsciously to clear the path to your dreams. And if you like the sound of this, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and let's manifest our dream lives together. Thank you for listening and please share this podcast with anyone you think might also benefit from this too. Hope you enjoy this episode. Love, Mel. Hi everyone, welcome back to the secret diary of a an ex-binge eater. So in today's episode, it's going to be half an old blog post and half of me reviewing what happened. It's about why I struggled or actually why I didn't want to recover for a long time and then having reviewed why I suffered for over two decades with back-to-back addictions especially binge eating sharing you why I think I was stuck in those destructive behaviors because I was focusing on the wrong things so I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll catch you later. Bye. Did you know that I had doubts about stopping my eating disorder? Someone recently asked me what was the reason why I wanted to recover from my eating disorder. And if you're listening to this, it may seem like an obvious answer. But for those who are suffering from an unhealthy relationship with food, they'll understand that this question isn't as easy as it seems. First of all, food equals comfort. And what I mean is at times of sadness, cakes were my friends. At times when I had a breakup, Danish pastries, and crispy cremes were to the rescue. At times when my parents lectured me, takeaway Chinese soothed my wounds away. At times when my boss drove me crazy, Mars bars, Kit Kats, Maltesers sweetened things up for me. And at times when, well, just, I had nothing else to do. McDonald's and Burger King filled that gap. You see, when I had an unhealthy relationship with food, recovery was scary. Recovery meant, what the hell do I do when I feel sad, hurt, depressed, bored, or just, what happens? Well then, I was also afraid if I stopped my eating disorder that I would get really fat. I was afraid if I stopped my eating disorder that I wouldn't know what else to do with my life. I was afraid if I stopped my eating disorder, I wouldn't be able to cope. 
So what was the reason that I finally decided to stop? What motivated me to stop? Because I did try. Oh yes, I friggin' tried so hard. Countless times. But with every single failed attempt, the more I went into darkness. I was neither alive or dead. After 22 years, I was on the verge of killing myself. And I don't mean just the side effects of having an eating disorder or the abuse I was subjecting my body through. No, I mean, I wanted to end my life because I felt numb. I didn't know who I was anymore. Every day was just a cycle of binges and purges. Every day was exhausting. I hated myself. But in the end, I only had two choices. It was either recover or kill myself. But then I couldn't cope with the idea of leaving my parents, my best friend's sister, and my beautiful niece and nephew, the grief. And obviously this was way before I found a partner and before I had my daughter. In my eating disorder days, I felt trapped. I wanted to leave this world, but also not to be selfish. So one day I decided enough was enough. I learned about the mind and understood why I did what I did. And now I'm glad I didn't end it. Now my daughter is the reward. Now I want to live by example and never want her to ever see any unhealthy eating behaviours. I also now live to help other people to free themselves from this horrible dieting or life destroying cycle nightmares they're trapped in. So now I live for anyone who needs my help. There were so many things that I didn't know when I was suffering from back to back addictions, especially binge eating for over 22 years. And one of those things is that I didn't plan. And I'm not talking about planning my meals the next day because that's one of the things that kept me stuck in those binge eating purging cycles was that I planned on the wrong things. I planned my meals the next day. And the problem with planning my meals the next day for me was that if I went uh, out of those planned meals, let's say for example, the next morning I planned to have a porridge but then I woke up that morning and didn't fancy the porridge and I didn't have the porridge. I had toast in, instead. Oh my God, because I had the all or nothing mentality, which often comes with people who have eating disorders or even dieting, that all or nothing kind of mentality caused me to binge because I didn't work on the right things. So I planned on meals. So at lunchtime, I planned on having a salad. And guess what? Most often I didn't fancy a salad. So I either forced myself to have a salad and then I felt um, not satisfied. So then I would crave for something else to the point that by the time I finished work, 
I'd crave so much for the things I should have had instead because that's what I wanted and forced myself to have a salad that I ended up binging. Or when it came to lunchtime, I didn't have the salad and I had something else. And because I didn't stick to my planned meals, I threw everything out and thought, oh my God, I blew it now. So I may as well blow the whole day. So I was stuck in that cycle. I mean, maybe I would have gone like a couple of days sticking to my plans or even two weeks if I'm lucky. I mean, that was a very rare thing. I don't know. I must have had a good time in outside of my life, whether like I met someone new or um, I was out with my girlfriends or something. Something changed during that time. But most of the time, I would not be able to stick to my planned days. Instead of planning my meals, what I should have done was kept reviewing what went wrong. What was going on when I started having the all or nothing feeling? So I should have kept a journal, wrote down what I felt when I didn't feel like having the porridge and wanted toast instead. It would have probably gone something like this. I don't fancy porridge. I'm having toast this morning. Then I would have wrote down my feelings. I feel like I've blown the whole day because I am having toast when I should have had porridge. Then I would have leave, left it like that. Maybe at that time, I would have not felt in control or I would have felt out of control to do anything about it, but I could just write down, I've blown it, I should have had porridge, but I had toast instead. But then what I should have done, this is what I do now, that has literally changed my whole life beyond binge eating. Because I tell you what, most people don't realize when they overcome an eating disorder, life's challenges are pretty much the same as eating disorders. It's just that we get so stuck in our heads that we think things should look a certain way. So continuing with the porridge uh, example, when my mind is settled, maybe at night, maybe the next morning, I don't know when, then I would sit down and look at the same scenario with a calm mind. When I had an eating disorder all that time, I wasn't binging 24 hours a day. There was moments of calmness. There was moments where I felt I wanted to recover. It may have been a snippet on that day because otherwise, why would I try to stop the next day? Why would I feel like tomorrow's another day, I, I've got another day, take one day at a time because there was a moment whether or not it was just after the binge or whether it's just that first thing in the morning, I would have had some clarity and it was in, and it's in that moment where I write down, is the whole day worth throwing just because I had toast? Will having toast instead of porridge stop me from having the life of I want? Just that toast. And then just digging deep and seeing it in clear 
daylight. Because most of the time when we're binge eating, when I was binge eating anyway, I wasn't seeing things clearly. I just thought, blow it. I was completely on autopilot and not even thinking, well, it's just toast. Because if I had just that toast and went back to eat normally, that would have been fine. But it wasn't the toast that blew the whole day. It was the donut after the like eating fried food afterwards and then eating all day long was what caused the day to be a wreck it wasn't the toast if i had just that toast in the morning and just went back on track or even at lunchtime had a sandwich even instead of the salad because if we just keep getting back on the wagon it's like the next day is too long on a binge eating cycle because it's a whole day of binging. But what if we saw it as get back on the wagon as soon as you fell off? So you had your toast, like I had my toast, instead of me throwing the whole day, instead of end up binging from that moment, I could have just had that piece of toast and then the rest of the day would have been fine. I couldn't have done that unless I reviewed it afterwards. Knowing the fact that the night before, I thought to myself, well, if I change my mind, that's not gonna ruin my day. Can you imagine how your day will change if you just, realized at that point because from learning about how our minds work and from working with so many clients awareness is everything because most of our compulsions the urges that we have and the reason why we give in to the urges is because awareness is just that thought that comes in your head that interrupts you in the moment. And I'm not talking about when you're having your binge eating urges and you're like there saying, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't, but then the urges are too much. I'm talking about when you have awareness that a thought comes in and says, this is not bad, it's okay because you know you can have toast and it's not gonna ruin the day. It feels so much different in your body. And if you've never done this before, try it out. Because there is a power in the way that you think about things. And as you continue in this recovery journey, you will realize that it's nothing to do with what you eat. It's nothing to do in how you eat it. It is nothing to do with when you eat or whether or not you left it too long or whether you not or not you are hungry or not. It's all about the meaning that you put behind every single behavior especially when it comes to binge eating. And finally, just remember that everyone's recovery journey is different. What works for one person doesn't necessarily 
definitely work for you and that's why I thought this episode was so important to share because having worked with so many clients it's the strict rules about how we should eat and the meal planning and things like that that often keeps them stuck and it kept me stuck for over 22 years but what helps and what continues to impact and transform not only my clients but for me continuously beyond binge eating beyond recovery I mean was continuing to reflect on what worked and what didn't on that note take care big love Mel Thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope something in today's episode started some cogs going in your mind. And don't forget to connect with me and even share this episode and post a comment on what aha moments you had. If you want to overcome your biggest challenges in your life by learning the truth behind how we work, learn about the science behind creating even the impossible dreams to come true, make sure you subscribe to this channel and also remember you are the creator of your life and yes that means stop waiting for other people your environment or your willpower to change you can stop any struggles that you're having right now and create space for the real science of manifestations to happen in your life. Until next time, big love, Mel, bye.